Dunkin's new wake-up go-tos mean you never have to choose between breakfast meats again. Now you can get a wake-up wrap with bacon and a wake-up wrap with sausage for $3. That's savory and sweet, crispy and spicy. It's everything you love about breakfast for $3. Wake up your day with new wake-up go-tos. Get two egg and cheese wraps for $2 or mix and match your favorite meats with two bacon, ham, sausage, or turkey sausage wraps for $3. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Exclusion apply. Limited time offer. You are listening to 87.1 Caroline Radio, Blind Advocate Radio, and this is Aaron Richmond, the host of Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people where we talk about issues in the blindness community. You can hear Aaron's Opinion anywhere you get this podcast. You can also watch us right here on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, or follow us uh, on Patreon. For the first time ever, um, a couple days ago, someone, you, the public, reached out to me, rather than the other way around, me, you know, reaching out to you, trying to get a guest to come onto my show. Someone um, uh, reached out to me on Twitter and has expressed a lot of interest uh, in being on this podcast. We would like to welcome uh, Christina Palmer who has basically three different interests that she would like to go over this evening. First, she wants to talk about being a Braille teacher and teaching blind children, teaching blind people. She also wants to talk about gardening, and she also wants to talk about um, the way that some other people in, in society are asking a lot of silly questions, and what types of questions are good to ask blind people in the first place. So, Christina, I'll turn it over to you, and I'll ask okay. questions along the way. Go for it. Go ahead. Okay. I'll just enter. I'll just go off. I'm 42. I have retinitis pigmentosis. They discovered it when I was eight years old, and it's been progressing along the way. And when I was in training, I discovered that I had this strong passion that I wanted to teach Braille because I was helping tutor people along the way. I learned it myself. And um, before COVID hit, I was going to be um, going to college, taking the test and trying to go to college in my area to get my bachelor's degree and then go on to get my teacher. I help people with Braille. I don't have a license at the moment. I just help them if they know it or they want to know it. I do it over the telephone. That's what I do. And, and cool. And exactly how do you do that? How do you teach Braille over the telephone? That sounds like uh, something that my listener would want to learn more about or maybe would have questions about. How does that work? Well, it's okay. They, they um, Usually it's through like messaging or whatever that I get the person that wants to do it or a friend and okay I say what topic now I've had you know teaching them just the basics and I'll send it through like the dot formation through a text message where they can study it on their smartphone or whatever computer um and then we'll go over the over the dots and all that and they usually I'll ask them do you have something to read? If not, we just go over the, the dot formations every day. And that's the start of it. And um, I'm just recently um, helping this lady with math, Nemeth Code. But I have notes where I learned at Hadley Institute for the Visually Impaired and Blind. And I'm just really going from the notes on that. But um, the others just mainly what the person I see what the person needs. They, if they need more on the letters, that's mainly dot formations is what makes the Braille. It's not how you teach it or where you teach it. It's just so if it's, some, sure. So if, if a sighted person is listening to this or watching mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. and they don't have any idea what Braille is, what is Braille? If they were to ask you, what is it? What is Braille? Braille is a form of reading and writing with your hands you do it all by your hands and memory you don't you don't really see it you see it with your hands 
it's tactile learning as they call it. It's, but you use, it's all in your hands, in your mind, your brain. You have to memorize everything and what you can't memorize, because like the math, it gets a lot into a little more intense dot formations and stuff. Usually I tell them to make a cheat, like a cheat, cheat sheet is what I do. And that's what um, this people that could see could do too, a type form of. And that's what, that's what it is. It's just, it's another way that we read and write. And sure. Excellent. So would you say that Braille is a language? Yes, it's our, it's the blind and visually impaired people's language. Yes. Right. Most definitely. I would, I would agree. It is. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's really important. I think that um, obviously you would, you would probably disagree with me, but I think that there are many people around the community who will tell you and who will say that Braille is some, sometimes believed to be becoming less critical today because of the um, advancements in technology and all of that. What would you say to that? Mm -hmm. Yes, but I believe that if you don't know the dot formations, how are you going to use the technology? Because the technology goes off the dot formations in your hand movements of reading it on the displays and stuff. Right, exactly. And I think that it's still important for blind people to be fluent in Braille and read and be able to read and write the the, the Braille for, for sure. Yeah, because sure. I mean, if they don't, if they don't know the dot formations, how are they going to be able to read that display, or how are they going to read that um, Braille note or whatever it has the right. same keys as a as a regular Perkins Braille. Right, right. You mentioned that you've been to training. What training program did you go to, by the way? I went to Kentucky, over in Kentucky and Louisville. It's three hours from where I am. I'm in a, I'm in a rural area. Because okay. that's you know goes to our next subject when we talk about it, which is my gardening. Right, right. So, um, can you go into more detail about the you know the training that you went through? And oh, the training. The training. Yeah. It's um. It was over at McDowell Center for the, um, for the blind, and I went through. Five and a half months first time. I learned Braille in a three three and a half months quicker than anybody ever she ever bought she ever taught. And I was almost done with the rest. Then I had to go out for uh cataract surgery due to my my eye disease. It was light sensitivity cataracts. It comes comes on with retinitis, pigmentosis. And so I went out for five months. I come home for three years and then went back for another another four months and then come back home and stayed. Right, right. So sometimes, you know, people would probably want to know what does this center look like? How would you describe it? Um, how would, um, how would, how were the days structured? I mean, there's the a lot of, there's was, a lot was, of training all over the country, but I think um, people really want to know what it's really like. So go into more okay. of all of the details. Oh, oh, all the details. Okay. Well, you get up, um, you have to be out in wherever you eat breakfast at, uh, at my center at seven in the morning and then classes didn't start till when I was going till nine has changed. Um, at nine o'clock, you went to your first class and then you had a break in between. I can't remember exactly where, but you had four classes. Say like my classes, I'll just, for instance, my first class was Braille. And it was uh, it was for from certain time to a certain time. I don't remember because it's been so long ago. Right, right. So let's say Braille was and from 9 to 10. And then went from say. that, uh, what was my next class? Say, assistive technology, I think, was the next class. Oh, okay. Next class. So Second what, class was uh, good, good. something else. 
Right. By the way, what? Uh, yeah, and and assistive technology. That's really critical. Can you tell me more about the assistive technology course? No. I, I I'm I'm sorry. Um, I I lost you there. The connection broke. Yeah, up. No, yeah, I heard it. Sorry. Sorry, sorry Aaron. Aaron. No problem. It's all right. So <laughs> probably where I'm at. Well, I well I'm I'm not sure. So let let me just ask the question again. I, I'm sure you heard okay. it. Uh, so, okay. sorry, 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 listener, when you, when you record these things that occasionally there can be breaks up in the internet like that. Sorry, listener. My question for her was, um, or for you, Christina, um, uh, what did I just say? Oh, can you, can you tell us more about the assistive technology course? Because the reason I'm asking is that's a really important uh, thing for blind people to, to be studying. So uh, talk okay. about it. Talk about it. Okay. Well, first, you, before you went into assistive technology, you had keyboarding. For so long that prepared your your um knowing of the actual keys on the keyboard mm. and different exercises with i cannot hands. tell i cannot tell you how important that is listener because i remember when i was in university um there were so many sighted people who just go with the hunt and peck thing and i'm so sick and tired of hunt and peck so anytime someone does hunt and peck i always make sure to let them know that they're using <laughs> hunt and peck i can't stand that Literally, I've seen people sit there in the library and write papers with Hunt and Peck, and then they wonder uh, why they're there for six hours. No yeah. wonder. Yeah, it's really weird. It is. And then, <laughs> then you went from key, then you go from keyboard into the assist technology, which they taught you uh, the JAWS from Freedom Scientific was the, the, um, the <clears throat> screen reader. Mm -hmm. You used the screen reader, and the way they would train you if you had me which i only had light perception i was okay um they trained me with the screen reader and jaws first you went through just the introduction of the, the computer and the keyboard then you went to uh, microsoft word you wrote documents you cut copy and paste you um all the business type stuff that you would do with that make list uh learn learn how to fill out like applications and stuff on the f computer and then you'd go from there to your internet training they would train you being fully blind how to navigate the internet set you set you up a g uh usually gmail because that's the best for visually player and visually paired and blind i i don't people. i mean it, it that that used to be slightly a stereotype but I think people it's, use Gmail. The whole world's on Gmail now. Everybody yeah, it's this. It's it's the best. Gmail's the best. Yeah, I've been on all of it, but Gmail's the best. I'll just Definitely. tell you. Definitely. And um, so they would help you set up a Gmail account, and then you would you would send emails back and forth to different people, and they would have you have a list of people that you'd put in there, and you'd email it back and forth, and that's how you would a lot of times do your assignments and. She would have you like different assignments. She'd go look up something on the computer, different facts or whatever on the internet, and then you would um, tell her what you wanted, and and she would email you this list of stuff. Okay, tell me, go and find me so many facts and copy and paste it into this other document along with what I've found you or in a new word document. And then it went to writing little notes and pieces of stuff. And then you went from that and your very last, when you got done with your internet training was you had a research paper. And the research paper had to be two pages and only had to have six sites. Mine was 52 websites. And yeah, I love the research. It's 52 sites, and by the time I got done editing and all of that, it was three pages long. Hmm. Well, talk more about your paper. What did, what did you research? What did you talk about? I researched um, a rehab specialist, um, what they had to do, the different um, different schools you had to go to because not one, you don't just go to one school. 
because you have to have so many credits in some um, some some kind of arts, and you have to have so much in this science, and you got to have so much in education, and you, there's stuff you got to have in each each group. Okay. So I mean, I think things. that I think this really ties into what you were saying. How perhaps in doing this research you discover that maybe you want to get into some teaching and do some teaching work. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what, yeah, that was, was part of it. Yeah, because that's okay, what the, the, my assistant technology lady said. Mm-hmm. Her name was Tanya, my instructor. She said, um, go and research it. Maybe you could get more idea of what you want to do. I've always, you know, ever since helping the te- helping people, I've wanted to, I've wanted to teach. And then went into that, and then I'm like, I really want to teach. My, right. The passions never died with teaching, teaching, wanting to help people learn Braille and yeah. even learn it myself. I well, just I learned MF code and myself. I think for me, I mean, for me, it's the same, Christina. For me, um, I I forget if I told you yesterday, so I'm telling you now. I have a deg- my degree is in international relations, so that's my academic background. But what happened was mm-hmm. I graduated. And I needed to, you know, find a job. Mm -hmm. And um, I, throughout university, I had had a lot of opportunities to teach people. And I noticed that each time I taught people, I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed interacting with people and teaching people how to do things and talking to people. So, and I discovered that people really seem to learn, seem to enjoy learning with me. So, yeah, um, I got into teaching English online and I've been working for Company X uh, for five years. And it really is perfect for me. But, you know, everybody needs to pick, their, needs to find out what they really need to be doing. You know, yeah. there are, there are people who really should be teachers and then, you know, to be quite blunt, there are people who really should not be teachers who are teachers. Yeah, so what we really a passion. Uh, you got to pas- really have the passion to teach. You really have to have the interest in it. And um, the passion, passion of whatever you want to teach. Right. You, no matter how many degrees that you have or how much college or certificates, they say, it's it's about how passionate you are about wanting to teach the person or people what right. you're interested in. And the research really helped me. And that's what I would say to everybody else. Go and research and learn about it and then go, go volunteer and do it. Right. And that makes, that makes you realize, okay, this is for me or it's not. That's, that's a, true. That's Big true. Thing. And that's why people should that's why people should do more research about these things. In general, mm-hmm. people yes. should do research to, you know, to learn more about it. You know, if someone oftentimes if a student comes to me um at Company X and they want um you know more information about something, if I know the material, if I know the answer, I tell them. If I don't know, I tell the truth. They say, I don't know go Google it. You, you do the research. If I don't know the answer, you know, that's a really important skill to be able to easily, easily research on, on, on YouTube. YouTube is a, is a Google product. You can do research just on YouTube. It works basically the same way, very similar yeah. way. And so it's really easy now to, the way they, the way they, the way they taught us was just go through the Google search, search it down to the nitty gritty. And you kept, you went until you, you had that perfect fit, what you wanted. Because that really gives you more around about what you're looking for. Right, right. Well, really, really what it's about is it's about knowing what words to type in. It's knowing about yeah, what and that, words that's, to that, And that teaches you how to, how to, that's another thing. It teaches you how to spell. Because um, I went for a period I couldn't even read nothing. I couldn't read print or Braille. So, I mean, that really helped with teaching. And then now I have the the phone. I asked Siri how to spell this and this. I I do that too. A lot of times, a lot of, um, what, what, what I did that today. Um, one of my, one of my passions, one of the things that I love in life is I, I love snakes 
and one of my <laughs> one of my goals or dreams in life is to someday have my own snake. Well, today I was watching a Facebook live of someone who has snakes and they were talking about the different morphs or the different colors. And I helped them because I knew what color they were trying to say. But it was like a, a technical word that only snake keepers would know. But I didn't I didn't know how to spell the word, so I had to figure out how to spell it. Like so, yeah. like stuff like that. Yeah. It's yeah, That's snake, what I do. Yeah, yeah. If I have to figure out how to spell the color of a certain snake, it must be pretty complicated. So it it is pretty yeah. Exotic pets get pretty crazy and pretty complicated. Yeah. I bet mm -hmm. they do. Yeah. I also I also bet I also bet you don't have any snakes, but that's another story. Um no. No. <laughs> the snakes they stay outside. Oh, oh that's 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 not it's not very welcoming, but okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. So awful, awfully hostile. Jeez. All right. Um well well then. So in the end. You you did this research paper and you yeah. But, but besides teaching Braille, were, were there any other types of um, uh, rehabilitation jobs or tasks that interest you? Um, not really. Just teaching, just teaching just te Braille, right. teaching right. Braille technology. The assistant technology lady said I could, I could teach that and. I, I like it, but I'm, I'm not passionate about it. Like I am the Braille, the the mobility. Yeah, I could do that because I love the outdoors. Oh, that did, could be did it. you go, did you have an O&M lesson at this uh, training? Yes, yes, I had. Um, that, um, when I went into the O&M training, I, yeah, it was every day. Once we got started, it was, and they had um, different, he started you out. Um, he was the only visually impaired and blind OM instructor at the time in Kentucky. And he would take you to this first start you out at, outside the center and get to know what kind of skills you had. Before that, he started inside, then he would slowly move you out. And then, then he'd move you to the very first little subdivision um, with your little route. And then once you graduated that he moved you to the next one and then you slowly you've done your solo and then graduated from that to the next part that he would train you um good and and how did you find overall you know how did you find this training do you feel if you were going to give a review do you think these instructors did a good job at this at this uh, school um Yes, but the O&M trainers, a lot of the tr instructors are not there no more. And the ones that are, I don't, I couldn't really say yes or no on, to be honest. All right, Aaron. that's fair. That's fair. Mm -hmm. um, now the assisted technology lady, she's still there. She's very good. But um, the O&M person has changed uh, over time. I think they're uh, over three, three or four different people. So I couldn't tell you about the O&M, to be honest. And what about the accommodations of this place? How were the, is it like a dorm? Is it just an apartment yes, that they I, rent out? It was or? a dorm. It was a dorm hooked into the school. Hmm. First layer was dorms and cafeteria. And then your second layer of, you know, second story was your classrooms. So you would go upstairs or go up the elevator and go to your classes. Mm. And me being so far, I had to stay in the dorms. Okay. And what were some of the um, extracurricular activities that they encouraged you to do? Um, they didn't have any. Well, okay. That's, that's uh, awfully, that's a little Except strange. for exercising. That's about all they had. Anything that you wanted to do extra, they, now they would take us at the time. They the first time I went, they took us to Walmart every now and then. But um, as far as extra activities, we only had a very few because of they didn't have drivers and very few hmm. of money and stuff. They said we went to an ice cream factory. First time I went there, we went to an ice cream factory and a play. The play was on the weekend, and that's the three things we that I've done the whole time I was there. Because well, at the that at the time I didn't have no transportation because you have to sign up for 
the cab service there. I see. I see. And that and, and I, that I had money. it. Um. Yes. Sorry. I... <laughs> I tell you that thing. I tell you that thing. Good thing I don't. Good thing I don't have all the other products. Good thing yes, I don't have. Is. Good thing I don't have the um, Alexa or the home the home pod or the. Oh uh, no! They're they're funny. Yeah, they go she off does, at any time. Yeah, she does that too. Every once in a while during the podcast, she picks it up. I think the microphone may obviously magnifies my voice. So every yeah. once in a while, um, yeah. she, she does she does that. Well, um, and basically, as we're coming up towards the end of part one here, um, yeah. what can you tell us about the food? The food um, at the time was eight, two cooks. They cooked it. It was mainly... Um, um oh i'm i'm trying to even remember what it was it was mainly you know stuff they you know salads and lunch at lunch she would have salads and sandwiches and stuff soups in the morning you'd have like pop tarts and bananas and donuts and stuff juice coffee mm-hmm. milk Right, and Cereal, then for dinner, like a, so for dinner, dinner you would basically have the same as lunch, or similar to lunch. No, different. They would cook oh, you something. Oh, good. Yeah, the cooks would cook you something. That was the first time, and the second time I went to, they, um, but yeah, they would cook you uh, meals. What do you mean? You just um, tell them what you want, and they just cook it up, or? No, no, oh. they, they had a, like a, they would cook it for everybody. Oh, I see. Because they'd okay. be more than just me there, they'd be um however many it was in the dorm at the time because the dorm on each side would would hold two people in each dorm room hmm. so how many people were at this um this program all all um, at once all at once mm. oh shoot they never they never had all the beds full um mm. I couldn't really tell you the amount, to be honest. Maybe, maybe ten, fifteen. You know, because mm. they had they had at least one bed full in each room. I. That's just just how it was there. They. Um, certain, you know, where they went in and, because they had more than one. People would come in and then they would graduate. Cool. And then cool. they would Got leave and then new Got people it. would come in and. Got so you yeah, yeah. you never you never could tell a certain number to be honest. I see. Yeah, people kind of go in and out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in and out like that. Yeah. Right. Right. Because some I, people learn quicker than others. Some people take more time. Mm-hmm. In different areas. Right. Right. I see. And how did you find out about this? Um, this, this training. Training center. Well. From another lady over in where was she? No, I can't. My mom was looking on the on the computer for I don't know how long, and we finally found this lady over in a couple counties over. I can't remember where. And she come and said that there was this place called the McDowell, and what I want to know, what I what what I want to come, you know, go to it and get trained. Up, well, yeah. Cause we'd been looking for oh, since I was in my twenties, mm. and I went to the first time at, for training when I was thirty-five. So that's how long this took us to find some really? in Kentucky. Yeah. Wow! Wow! Do, I mean, did you look at you know LCB or other training centers around the country? No, didn't I? Didn't even know they was any others mm. at the time. I didn't even know nothing about blindness. I was, I, I could see at first, right. and then you go from that to, um, I went to KSB for summer camp, which is in Louisville too, for uh, six weeks out of the year, or I wouldn't have known nothing about anything. Um, when you live in a, back in the, now nowadays it's different, but back when I was coming up in the 80s, you didn't know nothing about this. Yeah, yes, that's that's very true. And back in the eighties, um, I mean, I'm twenty. I mean, I'm twenty nine, so I I wasn't around in the eighties. But 
back in those days, obviously they didn't have the internet and, you know, no, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have VIP teachers. We didn't have, um, a lot of the, the amazing things you guys have now. Um, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot easier now. When we when we come back from our break, I want to I want you to talk about how it is now, how you enjoy gardening, and then from there you can talk about these different philosophical things. I'm Aaron Richmond. This is Aaron's opinion. She's Christina Palmer. Um, she's doing a great job. First time on a podcast, and as we like to say, will be right back <laughs> this is nice I'm on hold. TVs are dry. Welcome back. Yeah. yeah. So Thank you. This is Aaron's opinion. As I always like to say, you can get this podcast almost anywhere you get a, you get a podcast on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon. We're speaking with, or we're speaking to Christina Palmer, who um, one of the things you like to do is garden. Yes, I don't like. I love that in braille. Okay, so can you go into detail about your interest in gardening and the things you do? Okay, well, my interest come about when I was younger. I would help my, my grandma and my mom garden when I could see, you know, help them dig the holes and plant the annuals like petunias and all the other different ones, petunias. The, you know, all the different marigolds and uh, snapdragons, all the pretty ones to give to give color. And then it went on that um, we were um, here and my grandma, she wanted me to take care of her, her garden after she passed away from cancer. So I said, okay, that was my promise to her. So I've been taking care of her flowers and also uh, get a few, one or two here and there and plant them and just taking care of the garden. I dig the holes, I plant the flowers, I mix up the fertilizer for them if they need it, put in new dirt, pull weeds, trim, put borders around the garden, everything that you can, that a sighted person does, I do. Well, that's excellent. Um, and um, have you found um, any uh, blind gardening groups on Facebook? Maybe a group on Facebook for other people who are blind who also enjoy gardening. Um, there's one or two. I actually have one myself that I made. Hmm. Um, but there's had there's one for Hadley. And there's another one that I'm on, um, Hadley Grower, Growers, I think it is. And then there's another one, but I can't remember the name. And then mine is um, Hands on Leaves. It's the one I started. Oh, Hands on Leaves. Yeah, I'm that's the one that a, made the name. That's in, That's a great name, Hands on Leaves. That's cool. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Mm, so can you talk in detail about that group? Okay, that group, it's, um, I've started it, it's been open for about a mm, year, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe a little bit less or more, um, 
and I go on and I write first it started in the winter months which you know house plants and all that and I have house plants too so I would just go and talk about the different house plants in description is how it got started and then I went from that and then went um exploring I've done um let's see one live video on there can't see much because where I'm doing the video and I'm not I'm just I'm learning that too and um, just talking about pulling the weeds and different things and um, then if um, somebody wants to post something on there like a video or podcast they find they can that's a member and they have the link on there and they join and um, you know they can request or a lot of them's my friends that I've added or asked to be a member um, I've wrote the description up and and I named it and I haven't posted in quite a while because I've been busy with braille and everything else um, but I usually go in and write little something do you have questions or just whatever and if anybody wants to write back they do sometimes it's busy and sometimes it's not but I have more than just that one group I have a um my, my main group is for all blindness related and people that can see can come on there and be members too oh okay okay and I well, run I, know, throw, I run I run three three different groups oh, myself. all right well you know what I would uh if you wouldn't mind I would certainly like to like more information I would like to be a member of those groups I try to connect and try to have as big of a connection with as many blind people around the world as possible. So, um, well, sure, yeah, I can share the, um, I can share them to the this the platform we're talking on right now, the WhatsApp. To you, I can share it to that. Yeah, um, uh, uh, yeah. Let me let's do that. I'll there's I'll we'll just do it a much there's a much faster way to do that. Um, oh, okay. We can, okay. We can we can deal with that all, when we aren't when we aren't recording. I don't want people to. Okay. Well, I mean, in, in this in this day and age, you can't hide from anyone. But I, I don't want to encourage more people to start tracking me down. But I will. We'll we'll connect. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll okay. okay. I always okay. I always try to well, um, try. I always try to be in as many blindness related groups as possible. Mm -hmm, I've mm -hmm. met a lot. You know, I've met a lot of people from around the world. You know, do you have anyone in any of your groups who's you know in, yes. in international? Yes. I got people. I got people. That's my first group. It's called International Betty Gale Hope. I have people from Africa. Inter international what? Betty Gale Hope. I'm I'm sorry. I I don't um know what that means. I should know what that means. I don't know what you mean. International international is everybody. Right. Yes. No. Got that. But then the second and the word you said. The Betty is my grandma's name. Ah. Uh -huh. And Gale is my mom's middle name, and Hope's my middle name. Oh. Okay. Okay. So it's a international group. Um right for for blindness for that cool for for all different types of blindness and that i made it where people could come in that don't know from maybe africa i have some from africa so so specifically so specifically what countries in africa are in this africa is a big place so um, what, what i got country? some from Niger, from some from nigeria mm-hmm um now the other ones i don't remember but i got a couple from nigeria it's just a couple here and there that i people i know that i've talked to personally because i don't just let anybody into the group because it's um nowadays it's it's you know yeah privacy know. and all I know. That. that's what I, that's what i'm, I'm really of. i really that's screen what I'm people a, that's what i'm afraid of i, 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 I really screen the people and good you should you should everybody everybody my friends on my facebook i know everybody i know everybody and i've talked to at least to everybody at least one time maybe more hmm. and i and i got 300 and some people on my facebook yeah i've got about four i think i have around 500 friends um yeah. but you know and that ain't count that ain't counting um all the other platforms i'm on right right i really find that with facebook these days people are really using that as a network tool more than ever before yes since the covid hit yes 
and Man. and people are really turning to do these lives in groups and it's a really yes. good way to communicate with people um and i think i'm noticing more and more and more activity on facebook than ever before more lives more rooms, more messages. yeah the rooms the rooms are great i've been in a couple of those which i guess is basically yeah it's just a it, it's, it's a like, room well i'll tell you what a room is because i've been in one the room a messenger it's you have your friends and you can make this on facebook but it's through facebook and messenger because they're combined and you take and you make your room you take yourself and you invite maybe one or two or three of your friends and then they can share it the one or two or three of their friends and you just talk about stuff like um the one it was um that i was in it was cars because i like cars um and then the other one was just me just experimenting with another friend hmm right but that's your that's your that's your face facebook messenger gr group right um, exactly, thing exactly. That, that they're ta always talking about just to give everybody an example what what it's about yeah or then true and then the other way to do it is to just do a live in a group or you're just a live video and people yeah. are chatting in the comments but yeah, it's chatting not in the comments yeah those are good too that's a little yeah. that's that's a little bit harder it's for the person that's more a little more tech savvy than than the first time comers is the the messenger room is a lot better it's a more simple way to 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 meet mm -hmm. that or even facetime if yeah, you have well, an iphone if everybody has like an iphone your friends and you can yeah, all come they, together and have have a facetime call yes exactly like that well that's that's wonderful that's so that's so good so good and because, then i have my other my other group is a technology group too that i'm yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, so you're going to see some requests for me to join all three of these because it's called Christina's keyboard. That's a good, that's a good, that's cool. That's cool. I made that name to myself and I made, the, yeah, I, I made all three names. By myself. I think, I think it's named, I think it's named after Christina. Yes, it is. <laughs> and the keyboard is for technology. <laughs> Very, yes, it's, that's perfect. Well, um, the other issue in the remaining time, we have about 18-ish yes. minutes. The other issue is that you wanted to talk about how to ask questions. Yes, for a blind person, like somebody that can see. Um, I know they're very uncomfortable of asking questions to us, and they shouldn't be scared. We're just, we're just, we're just like you guys. We just can't see. Just like the people can see, but we can't. We don't have no vision. We have our canes. And just come up and ask, and we'll we'll try to teach them. We want to. We want them to know how we do things. We want them to learn. And if they ask in a nice way, we don't care one bit to, t to tell them what we know. That's That's how I put it. If they, if they come up and say, hey, Christina, how do you use your cane? And then, you know what I would do? I'd put it in her hand and I'd say, this is how you do it. I'd show them how to, how they use it in their hand. Tell them to close their eyes and put it in their hand and show them how you, how you go back and forth with the cane and have them walk a couple steps. Right. That's, um, that's really good. It's really excellent. Um, I mean, people do ask some pretty silly stuff, though. So yes, it, can, it can be it can be frustrating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you got to give because the people just don't really know. They're not trying to ask you stupid questions or uncomfortable questions. They just don't really know how you do things. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Good. Good. So, um, what are some other things that, you know, you've noticed about, you know, society or some other issues that are really on your mind that you want to talk about? Mm, what with the, the topic that we're on with the questions or any of this? Um, well, I think, I think 
people that can see should get more involved with people that can't see. I think it should be more integrated because how how are we going to be able to coexist with each other if we don't? That's what I've learned through the time I've been sighted and the time I've been going blind. Yeah. Because I didn't know before. I didn't know nothing about blindness or canes or braille or anything. I had to learn. I think should, I think it should be at least, you know, somebody to learn a little bit of something. That way they can, that way it'd be better understandable between both sides. I that's agree. What I, yeah. That's what I've learned. That's what I've learned through my, through my, whatever you call it, vision loss. Right, right. Yeah, I've had a lot of guests um, on this show who have, you know, lost vision old, later on in life. And I'm not going to tell you that I understand that, Christina, because I cannot, because I was born blind. So I, yes. cannot, I cannot fathom what that must be like. It must be very, very strange. It is. It's, it is because you had to change everything you've already known. It's like going back to being a kid. Basically, yeah. Going back to being a kinder, kindergarten, to kindergarten and relearning how to read, write, walk, talk, do stuff, you cook, clean, use the computer, any type of technology. It has to have something with a voice because you can't see it. So you have to relearn everything over again when you already know it. That's the hardest part. And then adjusting. Yeah. To that. Yeah. That, that adjustment must be very, very, very challenging for people. I mean, it I, is. Had, I had a person who is retired now, but he was working as a correctional officer in a prison. That was, mm-hmm. um, that was a very, and did you listen to that? No, I didn't listen oh. to it, but uh, he, was, he, was, he was telling me about it. Right, right. And he, I mean, he told a lot of fascinating stories, but one of the, <clears throat> it's really sad and it's really interesting, but he lost his vision and then lost, in the end, had to retire. Um, but he, I mean, it's kind of a long, you know, if it interests you, you would have to go back into the podcast menu and find that, find the, find that menu, find those episodes. But if he had continued to work, if he hadn't become blind, he would have be, he would have gotten stabbed and would have ended up in a hospital. So um, it, it's really interesting how these things work out in life. So in turn, so in turn, him going blind saved his life. That's kind of what I said. I mean, it's horrible in a sense to think of it that way, but it. Basically I know, but happens. we don't know. We don't know where our path's going to lead us. Don't know if we can see or not. That's true. That's true. Um, so that that was that was an, it's it's just interesting to you know to think about that. Or the other the other thing that's really interesting. Um, my guest last night, my podcast, my episode that I recorded last night, he he read a, a really great verse from the from the Bible that basically mm-hmm. explains you know, um, faith with, faith without sight. Could have been, could have been. Yeah, and that's the that's the main one that they. Um, I think it's Isaiah something. Can't remember the exact verse. That is the same that one. Is, that is fine. That is fine. And he was. We were just having a conversation about it. You know about why. Why are there people? Why do we have disability in our in our world in our society? You know. Um, do, do you have any logical idea to that? Because a lot of students ask me, and I, I have an answer. Why do we have disability? Yeah. The reason why is we there... have, because there's, there's stuff that we're, okay, before we even, before we are even born, we're wrote, we're written out a plan. Okay, the plan, we don't, we don't want to be disabled, but that plan might, we might come across something and make us blind or or visually impaired or uh paired, you know no legs no whatever but it's it's not made to be like that but it's what it is is made where people should 
make them understand a little bit more. That's why there's disabilities. It makes people look at them, the ones that's disabled, and say, wow, if they can do that, I can even do any more. I can do more than they can. Because it's a really, I can't. It's a really good answer. It's a really, really good response. A really good answer to why. Yeah. I think it, it, and on top of that, your, your, your answer is an absolutely brilliant one. It's an absolutely perfect response. On top of it, I would say the other logical reason is to, is to show us that life is not fair and that life is not perfect. And that no, there, it's and not. That the, but the interesting part about life is that there are all of these imperfections. Because if we were all the same, then it would, it would be pretty boring. Yes, so I think there we are, all got to be different to, to, make, to make it. And, and, I also, and I also think that if we, if we are not able to adapt, if we are not ad, an, an adaptable, you know, species, an adaptable person, then people will not be able to survive. So we have to have some difference. We have to have some, some yeah. need well, look to at be what, Look what we're going through now, the COVID. Right, exactly. If we, if we wasn't adaptable, we wouldn't be able to put the face masks on and and hand, and use the hand sanitizer and and go and do whatever they need to do in life now because that's that's a change sure sure that it's nobody huge. ever knew that was hap that would happen right but it did that's the same in sense what happens when you go blind when you can see the same thing you don't know it's going to happen and right until long away it does Exactly. That's that's how that's how it goes. Right. One day, one day you can see. Next day, oh my goodness, I need the I need a I need a blindfold to go training because I can't stand the sunlight. Right. But you mm -hmm. go, you do you adapt to whatever you need to do if you're gonna if you got enough determination to live. I don't care what it is. Excellent. So good. So good. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's all very it's all very interesting. Um, have you done much traveling uh, overseas, by the way? No, I haven't. I've never been out of the United States. I see. Yeah, that is that is fine. Yeah, I've done I've done a fair I've done a lot of traveling in around Europe, um, Swaziland, even a um, couple places in the Caribbean. So. Yeah. Africa? You've been to Africa? Yeah. Yes, Swaziland. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's a very, very beautiful country, a very beautiful place. Mm -hmm. Very beautiful people. They're so nice and kind. They just Definitely. want somebody to, to, to help them. Right. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very nice place. Yes. It mm -hmm. is. It is. I've never been, but I've heard a lot about Africa. Right, right. But but that's why I was asking you what countries have you heard of? You've you have people from Nigeria in your group, but you know, Ni Nigeria yeah. is Western Africa. So Swaziland yeah. is more on southeastern end. So. Southeastern, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know if we have any in the group, but I am talking to all parts through the social media. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I hope I hope that I will get some more international guests on this podcast. I've had a couple. I've had mm -hmm. someone from Nepal. I've had England. I've had Germany. I've had Tunisia. But I always, I always strive to try to find guests, you know, overseas. That makes it a stronger podcast and it spreads the podcast mm -hmm. around the world, you know. Yes. You want to be around the world. I understand. So hopefully in this group, I will be able to maybe find someone who would want to come on maybe from. Well, maybe so. Maybe from one of those, one of those countries. Hopefully, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Who mm -hmm. knows? You never know. On there. And how did you come to meet all of these, you know, people from inter, you know, internationally? Well, I was on um, looking for a church group because it did, um, I was on this one messaging church group, and I was heard there was some on WhatsApp. That's where I found the people and. And I just so happened you had a message one of the admins and one of the admins was to this, which I'm still in. It's called the World Blind 
group on WhatsApp and there's a lot of people from Africa in the group and India and you name it, they're there. Right. Yeah. And so in the group, you can't private message. So you can go on voice or type and tell them if you want, you can private message me. And that's what I do because I'm very social person. Yeah, I've noticed that on WhatsApp, certain groups are, mo- are getting a lot stricter with that whole issue of, of private messages. That's, bec- that's because they've had a lot of drama in the groups, um, is, is what, I'm, what I've learned so far. Lots of drama, lots of back and forth about different issues that we can't talk about on here. <laughs> we'll just say, right. and it's just no, just not, not a not, no goodness and. They don't want that on there because they want a good platform for good people all right. around the world. Right. But it's, it's hard. I mean, I do understand that, but it's hard to control even in a WhatsApp group. It's well, hard that's, have... you have admins. This, this is how WhatsApp goes. If you have a group, cause I have one on WhatsApp too. Mm, me too. Good. And um, it's called visually challenged and I made okay, the name gonna, and then, have to, so I'm going to be requesting to join. And, okay. You didn't tell me you had all these connections. If I had known, well, if I had known that now, geez, well, I'm so glad we talked now. I'm going to have all these connections now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so I started that group and, and that's, I run that. And then, um, um, in, um, they just asked me to be another one of a social group. Um, and then I'm in a church. I'm an admin of a church group over in Africa or somewhere over there. I can't remember exactly where the name of it. Something in Hebrew. Hmm. Hmm. It's something love, love, God or inner. You know, it's networking with other people with God is what it, what it means. So- Sounds good. We have about um, three and a half minutes uh, before we end. Um, do you have any huge, you know, final statements that you want to make on, on the podcast here? Um, hmm. Well, I would say as far as me, as far as me, you would want, I mean, anybody visually impaired or blind, they would, you want to get in contact with a support group and, and, uh-oh. Yeah. Um, you would want to, uh, you know, get a support group behind you is the one main thing be going into blindness saying you, you people that like you, Aaron has been born blind. You don't know no difference, but the people that's had sight and lost it, they need a great big support group, not just with their family, but their, but sighted people, unsighted people visually impaired and blind people they need a big support group people that's going to help them and talk to them and be there for them be their friends no matter what day in day out well that's really good yeah and the other thing is to you know ask appropriate questions um you know whoops whoa ask appropriate (laughs) questions um you know uh and and things things like that um goodness my my clock i've never i have never seen this before so listener my clock changed from one mode to another mode i wow that is that's really that's that's odd (laughs) yeah now my clock is all set up differently it's like it went from a digital to that's kind of cool went digital to, to analog well, um, with that, basically, with, with all of that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I've, I didn't know how I did it. Um, that was definitely, that was definitely the strangest thing um, that I have certainly, certainly seen on this, on this phone here. Um, you've been, you've been an amazing guest. You, you've done a magnificent job for someone who has um, never been on a podcast before. Um, you yourself should really have a podcast. Do you have a podcast? I have a podcast, but I don't know how to, uh, through Anchor, but I don't know how to down, I've never downloaded on it yet. I'm still in the process of trying to figure that out. Hmm. Really? 
Yeah. Okay, well, if you have a podcast on Anchor, you should definitely be uploading episodes because um, you're you're a really you're a really good speaker. You have a lot you have a lot to say uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Aaron. You're very very welcome. All right. Well, um, basically, uh, that's basically almost almost all the time we have. Uh, my name my name is Aaron Richmond. Uh, this was another exciting episode of Aaron's Opinion uh, with Christina Palmer, where we spoke about a lot of interesting issues in the blindness community, from training to gardening to international groups. Uh, as I like, as I like to say, have a good day today and a great day tomorrow. You can help keep a student's dream alive. Go to cfcgiving.opm.gov and search Thurgood Marshall College Fund to donate. The Thurgood Marshall College Fund, where education pays off. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day.